Each and every week we gather to bask in its glow. Information, picture, and sound beamed through the night skies. Destination, our living rooms. As the screen sparks to life, the outside world dims, transporting us for 60 minutes into parallel dimensions. This is the modern campfire, where legends are born and sagas unfold. Where some find only entertainment, we find religion. And now you've found us. And so we invite you too to join us as part of the Cult of the Cathode Ray. Welcome back to Cult of the Cathode Ray. I am Zachary Edgerton and we are back to our discussion about The Walking Dead Season 2. As always, I am joined by my favorite co-cultist. Renee, how are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you. Man, we're just we're just going right along. This these people, they're just going through it. Uh, we are. We are. You yeah. know, you'd think, uh, you'd think that not a whole lot could happen on a farm, but <laughs> I guess you'd be wrong. I guess, actually, you would know, probably. I think you're, uh, you're, you're kind of farm-sitting right now, aren't you? I actually am. I am at a farm right now. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Uh, are there any zombies? I have how, not have you, seen I, I was going to say, have you, checked the, have, you, have you checked the barn? <laughs> there is actually one barn that I have not looked in yet, Ooh. so there's Ooh. a chance. Okay, There's a well, chance. You know, maybe maybe check on that uh, <laughs> when we're done. I'll recording. check on that after we're done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because as this episode showed us, uh, well, I guess a couple episodes earlier showed us, but this episode especially showed us that you know, you never you never know what's going to come out of those things. But anyways, That's you true. know what? We should we should jump right in to this episode because time is a wasting. We're not getting any younger here. In fact, uh, I think you could say we're pretty much dead already, <laughs> which is. <laughs> Which is, I'm not being morbid, that's that's the episode of, uh, uh, that's the title of episode 7 of The Walking Dead Season 2. Pretty much dead already. Uh, mm. Let's get a few stats on this one before we yeah. dive into our conversation. So this episode first aired on November 27th, 2011, to a whopping 6.62 million viewers. Mm. This one was directed by Michelle McLaren, who uh, we... We uh, talked about earlier because she did the uh, second episode of season one, Guts. So if you want to hear ah, more yes. about her, yeah, go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. And this one was written by Scott M. Gimple, who had previously written season two, episode three, Save the who? Last One. Who was that now? Scott <laughs> M. Gimple? I don't, I don't know that man. Um, nope, I don't know that man. Oh, you don't? <laughs> No, not anymore. Oh, sorry. oh god! Oh no worries. I'm well, gonna leave neither, that in. Neither does Stuart. <laughs> Some um, dog. Is that the Chihuahua? That actually no, but the Chihuahua uh, mm. was it? He's a little guy though. He's like um, what are those little dogs called? Like a rat terrier or something? Oh, a terrier. Yeah. 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 Well, and he sounds ferocious. He is. He's he's blind. <laughs> Oh, I know. Bless his soul. So unfortunately, his brother, I think, walked a little too close to him oh. and it made him very angry. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, but, is everything but his good bark now? is literally worse than his bite. Yeah. yeah. OK. He is. He's, right. he's a good boy now. I'm going to leave that in for us. Uh, you should. But yeah, so Scott Gimple, um, he's just kind of dead to me. That's just, that's just about it. Oh, I actually don't know what you're talking about. So can you enlighten us? Um, I just think that he, um, I feel, okay, I feel like I'm having a psychic premonition 
that Scott Gimble, Scott, I feel like I just, anyway, that he may have something to do with the downfall of this franchise. I, oh. I just, it's something I, I feel in my mind. But, okay. You know, I right now have yet to see that come to fruition. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, well, feel it, I feel it coming. Luckily, this is a spoiler-free podcast, so <laughs> if uh, if you think you know something, maybe maybe hold on to it because the people <laughs> listening, we we don't we don't want to spoil it for the like one person who's like, I'm going to watch this show and listen to this random podcast at the same time, but I've never seen it before. So yeah, yeah, I'm you sure there's someone that. out there. Yeah. Uh, wow, okay. Scott Gimple, good for him. Is this the yeah. first episode that he? Uh, no, he he. That's what I said. He previously wrote episode three, save the last one of this season. Mm. So if you want to hear more about him, you can go back and listen to that. So, yeah, uh, let's move on. What is this episode about? Renee, what do you is know? this episode about? I'm I just do. kidding. It, yeah, it was, a, <laughs> it was a rhetorical question. I have the plot synopsis right in front of me. I just want to put you on the spot. I'm on the spot, yeah. I'm like, walkers, barn, (laughs) walkers. Well, according to AMC.com, this episode is about uh, Herschel sets a deadline. All secrets are out in the open. Glenn Glenn stands up for himself and Shane takes charge. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good synopsis. And you know, we've seen some, some really weird ones and that's, that's pretty good. So... That is what the episode's about, hmm. but um, I don't know. Let's dive in, and normally we do episode first here. I didn't have anything written down. Did you have anything for this one? I I don't. I could not think of any, honestly. <laughs> okay, great. Well, I know. Yeah, I couldn't think of it because, you know, the first thing that really pops in my mind of like, oh, well, Sophia turned into a walker, but... Uh, What's her name? Amy turned into a walker in the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess kinda. I guess you could say it's the first appearance of Sophia as a walker and presumably yeah, the last. So, <laughs> yeah. Presumably. If we really yeah. want to stretch. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move right along into the important stuff, the stuff that people want to hear about, all the drama in this mm. show amongst the living, which is our first section, because we're going to talk about the living. We're going to talk about some of these survivors and what they are going through and you know uh what uh what are what are the important parts of this episode that we want to talk about and uh you know in terms of how it relates to the plot so i don't know do you got anyone on your list that you want to kick us off with oh man oh you know i feel like there's a little bit to say almost about everyone but i (laughs) but poor poor rick i feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. You know, he's just, he's just kind of, I don't know. He's just kind of there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. He just, he, he just didn't stand out. And maybe because part of it is the people that really stand out are the ones that, you know, kind of just irritate you the most or come in and, you know, clearly save the day like our good old boy Walker Bait. Um, but yeah, gosh, I would like to say I'm going to start with Rick, but, you know, I, I think he was just, he was going through some emotions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I got two things to say about Rick. So mm. the, the first thing is actually kind of a more of a Shane adjacent thing. But uh, yeah. So I, I love the fact, uh, one of my favorite scenes, just because of the kind of subtext in this episode, is where Rick kind of breaks the news to Shane that Lori is pregnant. Mm. and correct me if I'm wrong because I mean I, I think in the last episode 
Rick basically admitted that he knew about Lori and Shane, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's all right. It's, it's been a little while between these recordings. So I got to, I got to refresh my memory. Um, but so the thing I kind of love about that scene is, so we know that Rick knows that Shane and Lori were together. Shane doesn't know that Rick knows that him and Lori were together. So he's kind of like playing it off. Cause obviously, I mean, look, you know, if you're a guy in that situation, the very first thing you're going to think of is, okay, is it, is it mine or, you know, <laughs> right. what, what? but obviously he can't, uh, he can't kind of like, you know, tip his hand there. So he's kind of playing it off and being like, oh yeah, you know, good, good for you. And I don't know, Rick, uh, you know, he doesn't, you know, he could Rick. I, I love the fact, I, I, I kind of love the fact that Rick could maybe clear the air here, but he doesn't. So he, in a way, he's actually kind of like leaving oh. Shane scrumming a little bit. If you think about it. Man, you know, I honestly did not catch that, that kind of, you know, that nuance in that scene. It really makes me want to go back and watch it. I don't it think it was there. By the way, yeah, I don't think it was there. I think I'm more like reading into it. I don't know if, if uh, maybe there's a little bit of it in, in uh, John Birdthall's performance, but uh, I, I'm mostly I just reading into it. it. From him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Uh, any yeah. Basically anything that makes Shane look like a dumbass, uh, I like. <laughs> so. There's that. And then, you know, the other thing, okay, so yeah, uh, excuse me, Rick is kind of, you know, he's there, and we've talked about this in the past, where it's like people keep referring to him as the leader, and I'm just mm. like, but why? But mm-hmm, why? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't, I mean, yeah, so he does some things, and he's got some good ideas, whatever. But um, the one thing nice. I do like about this episode, I guess we can kind of, you know, talk about the, the climax of this one, which is kind of, you know, the climax of the first half of the season, where they open that that barn and gun down all the walkers. And the thing I love about that scene, though, when you think about it, like everyone, pretty much everyone in that scene is pretty gung-ho about just killing all those walkers. You know, obviously, like Herschel's just mortified. And, but I think, you know, everything in the, everyone in the, the, you know, our group, so to speak, is pretty gung-ho about, mm. uh, you know, basically protecting people. Because at that point, Shane's opened the barn, so they may as well. Yeah, they rolled right up. They <laughs> yeah, there was, yeah, there was very little hesitation. The thing I do kind of like about that scene, though, is when it comes to doing the thing that's, like, actually the hard thing to do, which is when Sophia comes out, like, everyone just yeah. freezes. Yeah. And even Shane, like, the guy who's been talking the whole episode about, you know, he's basically been saying to Carol's face, I think in this episode, I think in the last few episodes, basically, you know, your girl's probably dead, so we need to move on. And he's basically being, like, really callous and everything. Mm-hmm. But even he doesn't, like, even he can't man up, so to speak, and pull the trigger. And, like, Rick has to do what no one wants to do because, obviously, someone has to do it. So, I don't know. Mm. I think that was that was kind of a telling moment for all of these characters for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's a good point. Man, good point. I just, I just, I don't, I just must have just been not in it to win it when I watched that one. Oh, but no. man, that's a great point. Again, yeah. you know, I'm probably seeing, I'm probably reading subtext into this, this a lot, but uh, I actually ended up watching things. It took us a while to record this episode. I ended up watching the episode twice to kind of mm-hmm. get, you know, refreshed in my mind. So mm-hmm. maybe I, you know, the second viewing was like, okay, what are all the, what are all the things I can pretend to read into this? So I don't know. Could just I be could me. see that. I could see that though, because there are certain things that watching back, that I'm reacting to differently now than say hypothetically I had watched it in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's hard to keep up the facade, all right? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You're doing fine. Uh, people are probably like, why does she keep saying it like that? Yeah. Listen, you guys, I'm doing this for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, uh, yeah. So, I mean, those are the only things that I have to say about Rick, but I did kind of like, mm. those were the two notes I took while I was watching this. Just, uh, you know, I always just kind of note down the things I think are interesting. And you know, Rick, honestly, there are a couple episodes where I don't think I ever had any notes for Rick. So the fact that yeah. he gets two things here is, uh, I guess, kind of important or <laughs> kind of It notable. is. Yeah, no, it is good, right? Because I feel like the only thing that I want to say about Rick actually happened in the next episode. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It's well, where he got frustrated with himself. I yeah. Next time. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you want to, then we can move on to another character I just mentioned. And we talk mm. a little bit about uh, a guy that I think we always have a lot of things to say about him. But uh, we can talk about uh, Shane the Pain. Man, Shane. That was such an interesting deal. Like the conversation they had with Lori, and she's like, "Look, buddy, <laughs> ain't yeah. your kid, and even it is, even if it is your kid, it ain't your kid." Yeah, and, I love that yeah, line. Yeah, and he's like, and then I don't, I don't know if it was like that moment, or it was after he was talking to Carl, and she was like, "Hey, Coral, come over here." Um, and, but all of a sudden Shane like went bananas. And so I don't know what part really tipped him over the edge. Cause I don't know if it seemed like after she called away Carl that he was like, Rah! and went like completely bananas. However, well, what, <laughs> oh, was I'm that? So sorry. Was, was it, was it when he, when he found Dale? Cause I think after he talks to Carl is when he finds Dale trying to bury the guns. Yeah, so yes, exactly. He talked to Carl, she calls him away, and then he just goes rampaging looking for guns, realizes yeah. they're all gone, and then goes after Dale. Well, and then it's it's right after that, like he comes back with the guns, he's handing them out, and that's when they are bringing the walkers in, and that's yeah. when he really loses it, so. Yeah, it was, it was very strange. Um, but I will say, and I'm not... I'm I felt a little bit bad for him in that moment of like oh shit like let's just say pretend that he was not a complete jerk off like oh that sucks like that's your kid but it's like not your kid like what are you gonna do you know like oh that really sucks but he's you know he's a dick it's Shane so like whatever it's probably for the best that he does not father is not a father of this child um but yeah my question, actually, to, to to take a side, a little detour into another character, because I, I do only have mm. one note for her. But when she mm. says that, I was like, OK, so was she, I don't because I, I don't feel like she would say that to antagonize him. So does right. she legit not actually know 100 percent? I would say that's that's completely plausible. Yeah. And, and I've watched enough Maury to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are there can be some time oh my god <laughs> oh boy they need to do a crossover maury the walking dead oh oh boy <laughs> but no, i great. think that's a really good point yeah she probably doesn't know and you know what really irritated me about that scene that woman cannot cut carrots for shit uh, like do yeah. you expect people to eat those carrots that you just cut in like three inch segments yeah no <laughs> I also couldn't tell if she had washed washed them before. Usually, you wash stuff before cutting it. At least I do. I don't know. I'm not a 
culinary yeah. expert, but. Would you stop though? Is it like at that point where it's like, <sighs> I guess I'll just I rub don't. it off because things are oh, scarce now. Like, I don't think so though. So here's my thing. Okay. When you when you are in an when you're in one of these situations when you're trust me I've been there I've been through the zombie apocalypse I've been through <laughs> the nu- nuclear apocalypse mm-hmm. I know these things when you're in one of these situations it's the details that matter so when it comes to things like hygiene oh, yeah. and you know like treating your wounds or like cleaning your food mm. like that's the stuff that will get you in the end mm-hmm. so you actually have to be even more careful in you know after the apocalypse once again. I've been there. I know these things. So, yeah, a dirty <laughs> carrot, that can be your undoing. I'm just wow. saying. Yeah. That's... The, yeah, it turns out that the real walkers were the uh, the un- unclean vegetables that Lori was putting in the stew. <laughs> People that, was... that were eating their chicken medium rare. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You get salmonella, you die, and then you turn into a walker anyway. So Perfect. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so so that was kind of my note on her. Yeah, I, I got the I got the impression from that conversation, okay, maybe she's not 100% sure. Even if she's mm. pretty certain that it's Rick's kid, she's been kind of trying to talk herself into it. But at this point, she's, you know, she's basically admitting, yeah, I don't know, but actually it doesn't matter either way. Like, mm. there's no way you're going to talk me into, you know, saying like, okay, yeah, maybe it's yours so you can help raise it because it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then it also brings the point, the next pressing question is, do people not know how babies are made? I mean, <laughs> like, I, I, I've been meaning to look it up. I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> but. I mean, Glenn and Maggie thought enough to go to the drugstore. Yeah. But, I mean, you guys. I feel like, yeah, I, well, first of all, I mean, I, I got to say, Shane doesn't feel like the sort of guy who's like <laughs> thoughtful about that sort of thing and so like maybe yeah i think maybe he like talked Lori. it's like oh no baby it's fine it's it's fine i'll pull out and it's like i had a vasectomy yeah yeah you did did. (laughs) oh i'm just saying yeah so and you know maybe in a you know a moment of weakness she let him not be safe i don't know i don't know but yeah yeah yeah. that 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 is another thing that is actually a really good example yeah like Man, I'm ter- I would be terrified of having a kid like just in the normal world, but in the apocalypse, yes, I would. Shit. I'd be like, hey, Herschel, um, when you're done like saving that kid's, like pulling those bullet fragments out of that kid, can you actually give me a vasectomy just to <laughs> <Right>? be safe? <laughs> I mean, you've probably done it on a lot of horses, so I imagine I'm kind of the same down there. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh wait, sorry. That, that, <laughs> that wasn't a humble brag, by the way. I just mean, I just mean in the general. <laughs> excuse me. Um, that was unintentional, over. but I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. You know what I mean, Renee. I'm not being crude here. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna die. Oh, oh, oh boy. Oh God. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, That's a great not... point, though. They, oh. oh man, could you imagine if Herschel wasn't around? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Anyways, bad, bad news. I'm, I apologize. That was that came out wrong, but I'm I'm gonna leave it in there. Um. <laughs> What's uh, that's what Shane said. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's 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 get back on topic because you, you actually speaking of like being a bad parent and being bad with kids in general. <gasps> you mentioned like Shane with Carl, and oh. I was like, man, Shane is being like a like extra double asshole in this episode because he's basically yeah. trying to like get Carl on his side. By saying, like, oh, yeah, we need to do what's right for Sophia, right? 
and I don't know, man, that was that was like a new low almost for him. Yeah, that was that was that was bananas. Like, oh, you shit. Like he just knew. He knew. Yeah. He knew what to say. Oh. Yeah. So like that was that was a double like the I think in the early earlier in the episode, like he says something about uh you know, he's basically right in front of Carol, he says like, yeah, she's probably dead already. And that was like, oh man, that's that's uh pretty asshole thing to say but then trying to turn try to i think i wrote it down he says carl he says uh they have to do whatever they got to do to make that happen in terms of like getting them to stay which is what carl wants to do because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to abandon sophia so yeah that kind of one-two punch man i was like shane shane is it feels like he hits new lows every single episode which is pretty impressive yeah it's so interesting isn't it like he's just like the breakdown and you know and i guess it's one of those things we've touched on before where it's like you watch this one guy who's have it's like you know you put somebody under pressure and they crumble or they you know manifest into some sort of diamond i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> but well, you it's know actually, it's interesting you mentioned that though because the the other thing the other note i had on him which is kind of ties back to what i was saying about rick um is the fact that he he's actually convinced that he has something, Shane is convinced that he has something kind of special about him that mm. is going to allow him to like survive and thrive because he actually tells, I think he's talking to Lori at one point. Uh, what I think it's when he's talking about the kid or her being pregnant. And, and yeah. it, he says about Rick, he says he's not built for this world. Yeah. Which is like, you know, obviously Shane thinks that he is built for this world because, which is weird. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it, and it kind of makes sense because he thinks he's the tough guy, but then, like, get back to my comment about, like, in the end, like, he couldn't do the one thing that actually needed to be done, which was to, you know, shoot Sophia. Yeah. And, yeah, so I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, it does it does kind of raise the question, like, yeah, like, is is Shane right about, like, what it takes to survive in a world that is kind of so hostile and so mean and kind of hopeless in a way? Yeah. Like, do you have to be, do you have to lose a certain amount of humanity or do you not have to, like, have not possessed a certain amount of humanity to begin with uh, mm. to, to survive? Or, you know, I don't know. So. Man. Good questions. Good questions. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had the answers. <laughs> I wish you did, too. Because Man. I need to know. Yeah. Yeah. So the other, yeah, because the other thing I had about him, and I'm sorry, I kind of rambling because I have all these no. notes, but they're all kind of yeah. interconnected. But uh, Dale actually brings up kind of a similar point. So it's kind of a theme of this episode, I think, because later on when Dale is, when he finds Dale, Shane finds Dale and he has the guns Mm -hmm. and Dale kind of confronts him. And Dale says, uh, he says, at least when the world went to shit, I didn't let it take me down with it. Yeah. And actually, actually I had a note that I don't know if that's necessarily what happened to Shane. I think Shane's always been kind of rotten Mm -hmm, and now he's mm -hmm. just getting, but He's one of those people who's been smart enough to hide it because society mm. doesn't allow that sort of person, you know, to be free, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> but now he's kind of he, now he's actually kind of uh, seeing this as his opportunity to be the complete asshole that he thinks he or that he has been the whole time. But he, maybe he's been hiding. I don't know. No, I think that's a really great I think that's a really great observation because I think there are are people like that that are just waiting for that moment of like as soon as i can do shit and i won't end up getting arrested i'm gonna do that shit (laughs) yeah i actually kind of feel honestly this just occurred to me but i i kind of feel like this is kind of uh 
similar to like the people who are like into prepping. Have you heard of, you know, the apocalypse mm. preppers? Mm-hmm. Have you heard of them? And, you know, not to, <laughs> not to, oh, is that a yes? Sorry. No, I was just laughing because it sort of sounded like Jay Leno. <laughs> You're like, you heard of that? You heard of these guys? Hey, you heard of, the, you heard of these preppers? Eh? You heard of these? <laughs> right. Hey, uh, hey, Kevin, you heard of these uh, these apocalypse preppers? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. No. So, and, and not to besmirch, if anyone is into prepping and they're listening to this episode, you know, no offense to you. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about those other assholes. But no, that yeah. does actually seem like there's, there are people who, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing for the downfall of society, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's okay. It's good to be prepared for disasters and stuff. But some of these people almost seem to be, like, trying to will it to happen because yeah. they, they want to live in a lawless society. I don't know. That's it. That's interesting. That's a really good observation, too. Man, you're full of it tonight. I My know. Goodness. I am on fire. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's a great observation. And, you know, so, Dale, when he had that moment um god i forget what exactly happened he might have been talking to shane but he was standing in the rv and all of a sudden you know he had that look that came over his face and all of a sudden he just started like ram wrangling all the guns yeah do what do you think like was in his mind at that time do you think he was like shane's gonna come and shoot up the barn or i don't know did you get a vibe on what what he potentially was thinking at that moment I think he, I think that that was, well, I don't know if he knew exactly what was going to happen, but I think he knew that something was going to happen. And that was, I think that was right after it. Cause that was kind of an interesting scene. If I remember mm-hmm. correctly, that was the same scene where he's talking to Andrea, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which it actually never occurred to me before, but that's kind of an interesting dynamic because, you know, he kind of sees her as, you know, maybe a little bit of a, a surrogate daughter or the mm-hmm. daughter he never had. And then now he knows that he's she's kind of getting close with Shane. And then he also knows that Shane is a psychopath. Right. <laughs> and he's kind of and this is OK. Look, again, uh, you know, no spoilers. We're not supposed to we're not supposed to know anything about what happens in later seasons. But I am just going to put this out here as just one tiny, tiny little morsel. This doesn't. This seems like a recurring theme with Andrea that she shacks up with complete psychopaths, <laughs> and Bro, she should know yeah. better. And people even warn her, but she's like, "Ah, no, he's a good guy. He's a good guy." <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> uh, she is like the quintessential girl that's like, "I only want to fuck with guys that don't want to fuck with me," <sighs> and yeah. and especially because it's like she's mad at Dale for caring about her. Like, yeah. first, like in any in any world. That, that you would be mad at someone for caring about you is bananas. Um, and I could see, okay, like maybe you're a little overzealous or whatever, but it's like, okay, you are literally, like this is one of the last maybe five men on the planet as far as you know. If one of them wants to care about you, you should be so thankful that you have one person looking out for you. And I just, it made me so mad. I was like, fuck you, Andrea. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in, in Andrea's defense, which is not something you find no. me saying a whole lot, <laughs> but like, I do kind of, I do kind of understand, like, if, cause I, if I remember correctly, Dale, I think, I think they actually talked about it in the first season. He, him, him and his, his wife, they never had kids, right? Mm-hmm. 
And that was kind of like why he's kind of taken Andrea under his wing. And I do kind of get that, like, maybe if, you know, this is someone who didn't have kids and even if he understands that dynamic, like intellectually, like he's never actually experienced it. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe he's a little awkward about how he expresses that, like that caring for her and wanting her to, you know, make the right decisions because she is an adult. Right. Mm. And so I do kind of like, on the one hand, I do kind of understand like, yeah, maybe that would be kind of annoying. And, you know, like we talked about before, he actually kind of put her in an awkward position where he saved her life. But then she still, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying you right. did it wrong. Well, the if wrong you thing. hadn't saved my life, I wouldn't be banging exactly. right now, buddy. <laughs> exactly. So it's practically your fault. No, yeah. but yeah. I, I'm just, uh, what I'm trying to say, I guess, is like, I kind of understand that she could be frustrated because, yeah, he, he is maybe like, uh, okay, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, maybe he's almost kind of, you know, trying to compensate for the kids he didn't have. And it's actually mm. not her job to be that daughter that he never had. But yeah, on the oh, same, uh, on the other hand, I, I think you're right. It's like, man, like, yeah, you, this is, every, the world's gone to shit. People are killing each other. And this is one person who does genuinely care about you. Like, I don't know, maybe just sit down and have a conversation instead of snapping at him all the time. I don't know. <laughs> right. Because he made that comment, like, every time I... Something like every time I show concern for you, you get mad at me. Yes. And it was like, yeah, yes. it kind of does feel that way. You make a great point, though, right? And, and, you know, especially like, I don't know, it sort of seemed like she had a strange upbringing. Um, so it could just be completely alien to her and it throws her off. It makes her feel uncomfortable. Who knows? You know, she's probably used to doing her own thing. Um, yeah. But man, yeah. Oh, Dale. Yeah, I, I did love that scene, though, where he's because he, it is after she leaves that he, he uh, decides to to take the guns. But I do love that moment of, you know, he, he just get, gets that look on his face like he knows he has to do something. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, but, it was it was interesting. Right. And then and then it was oh, it's just that whole encounter he had with Shane in the woods was. Oh, yeah, the the one the one time in the show that you wish Dale would just pull the trigger on someone. Oh man, right? Like, oh, and it's like you know deep down that it's probably not going to happen, but God, you're just like willing it. Like, just please do it, just do it, just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and the the you know what he says to him, like because he says in that scene wh- during that kind of little monologue he has, he says uh, he tells Shane, "This is where you belong," yeah. and Shane basically agrees with him. <laughs> like, right. Getting back to my earlier point, like Shane's Shane's fine with that. <laughs> like he totally did no no disagreeing at all. It's like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's really it is interesting. Uh, overall, I think uh, you know another another great episode. Even though Dale's only in the couple of scenes, I mean, no. man, just his yeah, his like knowing because obviously that's why he hides the guns. He knows that Shane is going to do something, and just knowing that, but. I don't know. I think uh, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode. But man, I wish he would just like <laughs> she would just go to. Well, I guess he does. He does. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit later. But uh, I wish he had just gone to Rick earlier. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. Then again, yeah. Rick's a Boy Scout and probably wouldn't have believed him. So either way, oh, Dale's in a tough spot. But I think he did yeah. the right thing, or he tried to do I the right Shane. thing. I know Shane. Yeah. Exactly. I know him. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> really good. <laughs> He saved my life. 
<laughs> He's raised coral. He like raised coral like his son. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Oh, God. That's, that's all I gotta say about Dale personally. Yeah, same. Same, same. Okay. I do have a I do have a, a segue to someone else though. Ooh. I love if we wanna because uh, I love the opener to this episode where they're all sitting around and Glenn is just sitting there. He looks over at Maggie, who's on the porch. She, like, shakes his head. Oh, my God. And right. then he looks over at Dale, and Dale, like, does the nod. I'm like, oh, poor Glenn. That was so funny. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I, I love the fact that he finally – Yeah, and I also love the fact that he, like, gets up and he's like – Hey guys, he's trying to get everyone's attention. Everyone's just like ignoring him. <laughs> no, like, like Daryl's just eating his, you know, plate of food or whatever. Everyone's just totally ignoring him. And then he's like, "There are walkers in the barn." I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That was. Uh... Yeah, that was just so strange. I was. Part of me was like, "Why wouldn't you?" And again, it's like, "Why?" You know, and maybe it's just. Because it's like, why would you be like, like, hey, Rick, come over here for a minute. I got to talk to you about something, you know, before you just drop the bomb on everyone. Well, probably because Gwen's smart enough to know that Rick isn't the the leader. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. It's true. It's true. (laughs) I think he's the one person who hasn't basically told Rick, yeah, well, you're the leader of our group. So that's a good point and i think he and maggie already had that conversation about yeah. how yeah he was just as qualified as anyone else yeah in fact they they kind of follow up on that in this in this episode because he has the whole conversation with her that is kind of a follow-up to that conversation where he's like you know all these things all the things i did i did because i i've realized that i i want to keep you safe mm. And because he's really genuine about it. And it's like he she's obviously mad at him because, mm-hmm. you know, he but in the way I almost felt like she was a little bit. I don't know. She she already can't kind of came to terms like she kind of knew what he was going to do. And she's actually kind of relieved. I don't know. I don't know if you got that impression. Interesting. Well, you know, <clears throat> pardon me, my God, I could definitely see there being some relief in that moment because that really is something, you know, and honestly, and you know. If she she really likes him and wants to be with him, and that's that's a big secret to keep from someone. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I've not been through that myself. Um, but yeah, having a barn full of walkers, a little bit of a big big deal. So she probably is relieved that at least she doesn't have to carry that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like having the burden of a secret, and then having someone else shoulder that burden. And plus, I mean, maybe she kind of, you know, did want people to know, but obviously she couldn't tell. So that was actually kind of a relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sort of did seem like she was getting a gist of what was going on, obviously, from her trips to the drugstore. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. She kind of got wink. more of a gist. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because, yeah, I felt even even in the opening scene where she, like, puts the or I think it's, uh, you know, the next, I don't know, the first few minutes, rather. She puts the egg in his hat. But even then, she like, <laughs> she's almost like smiling about it. She's like, you know, she, I'm kind of mad at you, but not really. Right. Yeah, it's true. It could have been a lot worse than an egg in the hat. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Which, side note, uh, God, <laughs> one thing I got to say, when Dale tosses Glenn his hat, I was like, oh, my God, I would definitely not wear that hat. Because, <laughs> like, if you've ever worn, if you've ever, look, it's, it's one of those things, you know, like when you have a hat, you've been wearing a hat outside and it's, like, really sweaty. You don't think about it. It doesn't matter. You know, it's dirty, but right. whatever. But then, like, so wearing your own hat that's, like, like soaking with sweat is fine. But if someone else gives you a hat that's soaking with sweat is the nastiest thing in the world. <laughs> Trust me, that yes. hat was nasty. It smells so bad, right? I'm just oh. saying. I'm just saying. So yeah, I don't know. That kind of made me gag. I was like, <laughs> Glenn, don't put no, don't put the hat on. Don't also, Dale, what are you? It. Yeah, what are you thinking? That's hysterical. That's that's a great observation. It's so true. Ooh. So kind of grossed out there. Uh, the, the only other yeah. note I have about Glenn. Uh, I just love the fact that they, they had to stick in a little a little laugh line there where he's like, uh, "What they?" <laughs> he's like, "When they lowered me into the well, it was like Portal. Uh, it's a video game." And she's like, "Of course it is." I don't know. I was like, "God damn it, Glenn! You are the least smooth guy in the world." He is bless him. Yeah, bless him. Oh my him. god! But then he had that like good line where he's like. I'd rather have you hate me in alive yes. versus like me in dead. Or like, oh, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, he's a real one. Yeah, oh, Glenn. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and spe- so speaking of, of Glenn, uh, <laughs> who's having a relationship with this man's daughter, um, mm. which that was awkward. Um, when he was like, oh, Rick's just, he's just being dramatic. <laughs> I don't know why that really cracked me up. <laughs> He's just being dramatic. It's fine. No, wait, when was that? When they were talking about sending the crew, they were like, well, they have to go. They got to go somewhere else. And I think he might have been talking to Maggie at the time. I forget. And um, she's like, they can't go out there, you know, kind of just reiterating that they can't leave. And how bad it was. And he's like, oh, they're just being dramatic. It's oh, fine. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the way he said it was just so funny. <laughs> it's just that whole idea that he's like, "Oh, you're just being dramatic," but it really <laughs> yeah. was like, "Man, like, dude, you're clueless." Um, yeah, but oh my god, it, just the way he said it was just so funny. If you were to, to be clear, you're talking about Herschel, right? Oh yes, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Herschel. yeah, no, that's fine. That's why I was confused. I thought we were still talking about Glenn, but yeah. Oh no, I'm there. so sorry. But yeah, because <laughs> uh, that was my lame segue of Glenn, oh, who's gotcha. dating Herschel's daughter, so that we can talk about Herschel. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I did not pick up on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's because it was terrible. So no, no, it's fine. It's good. It's good. I'm sure the audience picked up, and I looked like the asshole. So don't that's worry right. About it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, <laughs> they're on your side. Don't worry. <laughs> oh shoot. But man, and then at the end, and that look he had on his face, and it was kind of hard to discern at first, like what what emotions he was feeling. But I think because he was feeling all of them, yeah, you know, yeah. It's just he re- like he said, or well, I guess I'll just say like he says later. You know, he had that realization of what the reality was, but then at the same time, there. You know, I don't know. It's just awkward because you think in real life, if this shit actually happened, like how how comfortable would you feel just like capping someone, you know? Yeah. Like, it, I feel like it would still be a little bit awkward. Um, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It's <laughs> just a little awkward. Well, it's a, it, I think it's the sort of thing that would be really, really difficult, like the first one. And yeah. then, you know, the second one would be easier. And then the tenth one would be you're just, <laughs> you know... 
just you're going just, through the motions. Yeah, exactly. Muscle memory. Yeah. <laughs> like Andrew. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Which I have, yeah, I have a lot of things to say about Herschel in the next episode. Uh, mm. Unfortunately, yeah, we gotta we gotta save that stuff because I got I have some some notes on him. But I will say in this one, I actually do love. For some reason, I didn't really think of this before, but I do love Rick's point that like Herschel's this whole time, you know, he's been talking about wanting to protect the people or the, excuse me, the walkers in the barn who he thinks are still people and save them. Mm-hmm. And you know, he thinks at some point there's going to be a cure. But he's the whole time, like, there's this group of living people who are definitely living, and he's been trying to get them, like, turn them out into the the world, you know, get them off, get them <laughs> off his property and put them back into a world where they may very well die. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of an interesting uh, dichotomy to his character of, you know, what's what's your – I mean, I understand that, like, some of the people in the barn are, like, you know, people that he loves, but still, I don't know. Yeah, but it's true because some of them – you know, like, he made that comment because, you know, Sophia being in there. And he's like, I don't know. Otis did it. So yeah. Like, uh, yeah. On, That's buddy. true. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, certainly he knew, you know, what was it? Um, Beth's mom, I think, was in there. Yeah. So definitely some people that he would have considered family, which I believe wasn't Beth's mom, his current wife. I think I think so. I'm, yeah. I'm still a little confused by the whole because I yeah I'm we sure. talked a few episodes back about how I thought Beth and Jimmy were uh, you know brother and sister. <laughs> so, things got weird. So I guess Jimmy yeah so yeah but yeah I believe so I believe that's his second wife. Yeah okay. yeah. If, yeah I don't know I haven't looked at the uh, the green family tree lately but <laughs> yeah um, yeah the the other thing I wanted to mention is the like the fact that he's obviously. You know, he thinks of himself as a de- very devoutly, like, religious guy. Yeah. But then, like, I love the scene where, like, Maggie's, like, quoting the Bible back to him. And he's like, you know, I, I can't remember that. I didn't write down the quote. But it's something about, like, you know, taking care of people. And he's like, oh, but this is different. And she's <laughs> like, well, no, it's not. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Because it kind of kind of gets to the, you know, the question of, you know, people who kind of hide behind religion when it's convenient. But then mm. when it's not, they just kind of dismiss it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially, you know, yeah. Just like you said, it was a great point. You know, these these people in the barn versus these are some people, real living human people. <laughs> You're just like, bye, bitch. Like, geez. But I, I think that's all I got to say about Hersley. You got anything else on him? I do not. The only thing that that struck me was when Jimmy came in and he was like, it happened again. And at first I was very confused. And I guess yeah. maybe he was just saying, like, like I found some walkers again. But the way he said it, like, it happened again. And it was like, and it was right after, I think, Shane was, like, looking for guns and stuff. And it's like, wait, what the hell is he talking about? Oh, yeah. And then come to find out it was just the, the two that were stuck in the mud. Um, a rowdy, rowdy couple of people stuck in the mud. And that was just so weird too. And he was like, "It's Lou," and and Rick was like, "You know him? Lou's a woman, short, <coughs> short for yeah. Louise. Like, what, what, what does oh. this have to do with anything?" Yeah. Well, you know, it, it shows that he was so close with her that he called her by a, a nickname. Oh, that's, that's how. Yeah, that's how familiar you. they were. Yeah, that's how writers work. I yeah, wouldn't know apparently. that if I was a writer. Uh, I, I'm not a writer, but so I could be wrong. 
Well, not yet. You're so if you're still working on a, a manuscript, that still makes you a writer, technically, right? <laughs> oh God, yeah. If, <laughs> if you write, if you write stuff and no one ever reads it, I don't know. I don't know if it no, counts. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good. We'll point. see. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, so God. if you if you don't have anything else for the greens, I got two more characters that we can probably mm. talk about kind of together. Yeah. And that is good old Daryl Dixon. Oh and shit. Carol. How do you pronounce her last name again? Pelletier. Oh, Peltier, I believe. Peltier. Okay. Okay. I got to keep asking. So uh, not a ton on them. I just, uh, you know, I do kind of like the scene where Daryl's trying to go back out. And he actually, he actually kind of blows up at her. He, actually, he calls her like a bitch. And, but he's obviously like channeling some anger at himself towards her. Which you know, it's, it looks, makes him look like an asshole, mm-hmm. and you know, she, she, I think, I think, but uh, I think, I think he apologizes for a, later in the episode, but it do, it's also kind of touching because yeah, like he, he obviously, like you know that he, he obviously cares so much that he's actually kind of mad at himself because he mm. feels like he's letting her down. Yeah, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good observation too, and and you know, kind of I think what we know of of Daryl what he's let us in on so far it probably if that if he was able to do that if he was able to kind of be that hero I think that would do a lot for him I think maybe he was really I think he legitimately wanted to find her oh but absolutely I think, yeah 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 he legitimately wanted to find her but I think that's something that almost in a way like he would prove himself to everyone is being like a valuable part of the team yeah i well <laughs> i don't know though is it because daryl daryl's a bit of an enigma was he uh, was did he want to prove himself to the other people in the group or did he want to prove himself to himself Ooh. <laughs> yeah i don't I, I don't i don't know i just it's just kind of interesting i keep i keep wording things so that i sound like very deep and insightful and i'm not but, no, I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know because he, you know, he had kind of the, uh, I don't know. It, you kind of get the sense with the things that he's talked about with his upbringing and you know his brother and everything, mm-hmm. and he he. It, sometimes it maybe kind of strikes me as like he's actually trying to prove to himself that he turned out to be a good person despite that mm. upbringing. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's, yeah, I like that. That's true. Cause he really did have the, the cards were stacked against him. Poor guy. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I also just love like, uh, yeah, the, the later scene where I think he kind of makes up with her and, and Carol, which is kind of interesting in this episode. Cause I think this is the first time she actually admits in one scene that there's a possibility that they might not find Sophia. Mm, So she's almost coming around to that. But then she has the, the, uh, the line later on where she's talking to him where, you know, she's kind of coming to terms with that. that, Like she's almost maybe like already lost Sophia, but she also, but then she has the line where she tells Daryl, I can't lose you too. So it's like, he's the one person that she actually, really trusts in the group at this point mm-hmm. yeah it's it is interesting and it's i don't know if maybe they bonded because i don't know if it's just maybe they i don't know if they are outsiders and you know maybe you know he i guess in his own way has always been a bit of a black sheep and he's probably used to that 
and she's probably used to, in a way, you know, just being in that role because of being married to fuckface. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's like they have that like outsider kind of bond happening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I like these. I still still love this dynamic. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would. I'll I'll be interested to see how this relationship evolves. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think these two should have their own spinoff. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> they saying. should. Someone should look yeah. into that. If it happens, folks, you can quote me in here as having said it first. Yes. Anyways, uh, I, I don't. So yeah, I don't think I have anything else actually for the living. Do you have any other characters or plot points that we haven't talked about? I do not. I do not. Cool. Well, I guess we can move on to what's probably going to be a pretty short section. It usually is. But just in case we want to touch on any walkers, we can talk about them in the next section, which is called The Dead. And I I think we actually kind of covered all the dead already because we got the two walkers that are in the mud. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then we got the barn walkers which they you know they finally release and we you know obviously get to find out the fate of sophia man i i do i do you know i didn't really mention it but i do man that scene yeah where they're showing showing like when carol sees her man that's uh yeah that's a rough one it's a rough one yeah yeah and it's so strange you know because it's like just that moment of like oh holy shit like she's been in there that whole time and then yeah. she, you know, they, it's like that one group, it's almost kind of in a weird way, like when Rick showed up at the camp and, and Lori and Carl were like, Wah! and everybody else is like, what's going on? I don't know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, she's like, oh shit. And then, you know, probably Herschel and Beth and Maggie are like, I don't know what's going on. You guys, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that was, uh. That was a that was a bummer, <laughs> you know. That was that was a bummer. Um, I will say about the barn walkers. I really liked the scene. I think it was early in the episode where everybody was standing outside the barn arguing, and they showed it like from the walker perspective, like shooting from inside the barn, um, and it kind of showed you know how they kind of got them all agitated and worked up. Um, but I really, I liked, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Actually, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. I did have, well, I didn't actually write this down, but something I just remember noticing that whole scene, the way they shot it, I was like, is, is T-Dog here or where? And then finally, like in the final shot where it's kind of like the wide shot, they show everyone and he's in there like, oh, so D-Dog is still around. Okay. Seriously, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna assume he was busy doing other stuff because if not, that man was robbed. Like, oh my gosh, can, at, can we give this, this point, man a storyline? Yeah, even though even though he does like in the end, you know, he gives him the gun and he's, he's he is like they're shooting the the walkers, but yeah, it does, it does almost feel like they're like shooting around T Dog at this point. They're like, uh, <laughs> like let's make it a point to exclude him. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, it's like, also, like, he, like, tore his arm. He, like, almost died because he got, like, an infection or whatever. It's like, I don't know. You know, maybe someone should check in on him. I, I don't know. Get on poor Anyways. T-Dog. Right. You're all hanging out at Carl's bedside. Poor yeah, T-Dog. exactly. Just shove him in the RV. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't, I don't actually have anything else for the dead that I took note of this episode. 
So if you don't have anything else, or do you? I do not. I do not oh. have any other dead to speak of. Well, maybe we should talk about the people that we would like to save or sacrifice from mm. the dead in our next episode. Uh, our next episode in our next <laughs> segment called "Save or Sacrifice." So this is the segment where we just choose kind of a our favorite character. It's not necessarily a character that died, but you know, a, a character. You know, who is our who is our MVP of this episode? Who is our our favorite character and or actor and so who would we, who would we save in a hypothetical situation where we had to and uh who would we sacrifice who was our least favorite character that doesn't mean we you know don't like the character in terms of like how they're written or acted it just means that we don't like the character but uh, right and it's not like yeah. we w- would take them like out behind the barn and shoot them in this particular uh, episode some of them I well would. maybe uh, yeah, yeah actually, <laughs> so, second so far a lot of them have been yeah Actually. but uh, i don't know i do you want to do you want to kick us off with uh with your choices here sure now i'm just gonna go i'm gonna start backwards i'm gonna do sacrifice and then save because my sacrifice was a little bit easier <laughs> surprisingly a little bit easier um my sacrifice would be mr shane <laughs> what um, i know i just this poor guy he just you know oh shane if if only they had uh, BetterHelp um, dot com or whatever that that online therapist shit is, we're not sponsored. Um, no. Yeah, he he could have he could probably have used something like that. Um, uh. <laughs> something. So, oh Shane, if only Dale had shot you, things would be better. A little bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I had the same, and that was that was yeah, that was my same. I was like, man, this would have been an easy sacrifice because Dale just had to like pull that trigger oh, and uh, hope that the gun was actually loaded because otherwise he would have been dead. But so my save now, I have to say, I waffled a little bit on my save. One obvious, and I just, these are not going to be—I don't think any surprise to anyone. My one save is Dale because he, you know, he kind of took that hard stand. Granted, he did not pull the trigger, but he tried. And he, he did take that stand against Shane that I think, I don't know, maybe it's because he's the only one that's seeing it right now, and maybe that's the issue. Um, but then also Glenn, because, you know, he he did what had to be done. He said what had to be said, and he put, you know, potentially put his relationship on the line. But, you know, he's against, he stood his ground. And he finally really did stand his ground a little bit of like, don't call me Walker bait, you bitch. And like, I would rather, you know, like, like he said earlier, I'd rather you like me and be, uh, or I'd rather you hate me and be alive than like me and be dead. <laughs> I'd rather you like me and be dead. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so I waffle a little bit between the two of them. I think if push comes to shove, I would maybe give it to Glenn. Um, yeah. Well, We'll, we'll split the difference on this one. You take Glenn. Oh, I'm, I'm going to save my man because Jeffrey Dumont, once again, I mean, just his yeah. his performances, uh, man, it's just it's just always a, kind of a treat to see him act. And that's the thing. Like, I think uh, I think Bill actually mentioned this on maybe the episode where we talked about the blob on our, mm. on our sister podcast, the Video Store Junkies. But he, mm. he mentioned that, you know, Jeffrey Dumont is really good at just like conveying a lot of emotion with just a look. Yes. And, and he does that. He does that so well. And I love that, like, yeah, just that scene where he's obviously, like, you see the uh, the the gears turning in his head in the in the RV. I don't know. I just I just love that. Uh, do wish that he had pulled the trigger. But then again, I guess that you know that gets down to the question of would he still be Dale if he had pulled right. the trigger? So 
It's true. Yeah. yeah, he he really is. He's so good. But oh my god, I feel like if I had to give it, if it, if it was like Jeffrey Demun versus everyone else, that would probably always go to Jeffrey Demun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. man, he was really had it because he really does. Like he really does just like make a face, and you're like, oh. You know, like when uh, Shane was scoping down on Rick in the woods and he just looked at him. It's like, oh, yeah, he knew what he was thinking. So Ugh. cool. That's uh, that's Saber Sacrifice. Do we have any other things that we want to talk about before we get to our final segment here? No, I I really didn't have anything. Now, I will admit I did not look into any trivia on this episode. Um, I don't know that there would be any, but I apologize. I did not. Look. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Shouldn't That's even fine. have brought it up. <laughs> you know <laughs> what fine. I don't have for you? I don't have trivia. Thank okay. you. Perfect. So well, don't forget to subscribe and like. <laughs> I don't have any trivia either. So let's move on to our final segment, rentings and ratings. And this is where we kind of give our final thoughts and slap a rating on this bad boy. Oh, man. You know what I just realized? Hmm. I don't I don't have a good. Okay. Yeah. No, <gasps> I, do have, I do have oh. a good. Oh, phew. okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so... I'm going to say uh, we always rate this out of five something, but it's got to be relevant to the episode. So mm-hmm. for this episode, we're going to rate this one out of five nasty, dirty carrots that Lori has thrown <laughs> in that stew. <laughs> so uh, I'll actually I'll actually start uh, because I, I think I'm, I'm going to be pretty quick on this one. I think this is a you know, I think I think this whole season so far has been pretty consistently good. I, I do love a lot of the character beats in this one. Again, you know, Dale. Even like the, you know, the Shane beats, I think that we're, we're seeing a lot of these threads that have been kind of woven through both the first season and, the, you know, this the first half of the second season here are kind of coming to fruition. And, yeah, I think uh, I think I like a, where a lot of the stuff's going, even if it's, you know, a little dramatic from time to time. So I'm going to give this one. It's going to be three full, dirty, nasty carrots and then uh, <laughs> half. She chopped one up. She chopped one in half threw it in the pot there. So I'm going to give, her th- give it three and a half uh, carrots. I think it's still uh, really entertaining. Honestly, like I, I think I've said this before, but going back and watching the season again, uh, you know, after watching it for the first time when it kind of first aired, it's actually better than I remembered. So this mm. season at least. So yeah, uh, three and a half nasty carrots. Uh, Renee, what are you going to give it? Oh man. You know, I've, I completely agree with that observation. You know, I knew when it was like, oh man, this is going to be the farm, the farm season. And I had a moment of like, oh, this is going to be a little bit painful. And it exactly like you said, it, it was not as bad as I, I guess in my mind, just, I don't know why in my mind I was like, oh, the farm, not the farm. So yeah, I, uh, overall, and then the, you know, the, you know, finding Sophia and everything I would agree however I'm going to give it three dirty dirty gross not washed carrots giant chunky carrots um that are going to be impossible to eat they're not even going to cook through all the way so you know it's like it'll be soft and then that crunch yeah I was going to say somehow they'll they'll be like really mushy on the outside but then like uncooked Mm. in the inside I don't know how that's possible but Lori will find a way yeah God damn it, Lori. She doesn't seem like the type that, I mean, 
you know, it's not like a joke about her looking like a skeleton or anything, but she really doesn't seem like the type that does like cooks well or does yeah. a lot of cooking. <laughs> well, no, 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 that's, that's, you look at, you look at the husband and this is a very sexist comment. I apologize, but I was going to say if Rick was really skinny, you'd be like, oh yeah, she probably can't cook, but oh, yeah. he seems, he seems well fed. Carl seems well, decently well fed too. So mm. maybe she can. But maybe. now Carol, then Carol's got, probably has it going on because Ed was pretty oh well God. fed. <laughs> that was a well fed man. <sighs> Yeah. Oh. Anyways, I always I I always make these comments, and I'm not sure whether I should edit them out or not. But I don't, so yeah. Um, you know, it's fine. We'll we'll get we'll you know whatever hate mail comes my way, whatever I'll deal with it. <laughs> we have a hate mail blocker. Oh, do we? God, no. We got to open that thing up. I love. I, <laughs> if we get some hate mail, I'd be like, yeah, we've made it. People it's hate Paul. us. He goes it's, in and oh, he just oh goes in and looks at all the emails first. <laughs> oh boy. Well. I think that does it for this episode. And, you know, it, it's it's kind of appropriate. This was the kind of uh, mid-season cap to season two of The Walking Dead. And after this, I think it was like a two-month, three-month break they took for the holidays. Yeah. And we're actually going to do something similar because we're going to take a little vacation, largely because I'm going to take a little vacation. I'm going to be out on the road for a few weeks. So we are going to take a break and pick this back up. And I actually can't say 100% for sure. It's definitely not going to be until June. I don't know. Maybe uh, mid-June. Maybe not till July. I, I can't guarantee anything, folks, because uh, I'm, I'm lazy and I don't like to make plans. So <laughs> anyways, which uh, uh, speaking of that, you may have noticed uh, we did bi-weekly or excuse me, not bi-weekly, twice weekly. That's what that means. Uh, we did twice weekly episodes for uh, a little while, but we're actually going to get back to a weekly schedule because apparently doing two podcasts at once is uh, a lot of work. So we'll be back on a weekly <laughs> schedule when we come back, but we will be finishing out season two of the walking dead at some point. And I, I gotta say, if you've been listening to the podcast here, if you've been enjoying listening to Renee and us talk about the walking dead and you're kind of bummed out cause there's no more content for a little while. Well, good news, Renee, where can people find us? People can find us at the Video Store Junkies. They can go to videostorejunkies.com or they can find us on their favorite podcast platform. Cool. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're listening to this, you can probably go into wherever you're listening to it and just look for the Video Store Junkies. That's Video Store, all one word, and then Junkies. And we have a ton of content. We have like, I don't know, yeah. 26 main episodes plus a bunch of other episodes on there. So plenty of stuff to listen to. Well, I am on the road. I actually, you know, speaking of not making plans, I'm not 100% sure where I'm going to end up on my road trip. I just got to mm. see the country. Yeah. So uh, who knows? Maybe I'll uh, end up in Nebraska. You know, I heard Nebraska's nice. Actually, it's not. I've been to Nebraska. It's very boring. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's, it's a perfectly fine state. Uh, it's just, you know, not, not a ton to do there. I, I'm trying not to piss off anyone in, in Nebraska. But either way... Uh, no, I'm not going to Nebraska, but I, that's my segue because join us on our next episode, whenever that is, when we will be covering Season 2, Episode 8 of The Walking Dead, Nebraska. And until then, uh, you know, stay tuned. We don't have a good closer still. We've been doing this for six months and we still don't have a good closer. So uh, have a great night. I don't know. Renee, close, say something to sign us off. Um, keep walking. <laughs>
was wow. Like, I got nothing. I got okay. Nothing. Well, yeah. we're still we we didn't have a good closer before this, and no. uh, we're still looking. <laughs> we still don't have a good closer. <laughs> that done. Yeah. Okay. I got nothing. Stay dead, America. Oh, Goodbye. Boy. <laughs> Bye.